This message. Start all over. That's terrible. <laughs> this episode brought to you by the Federal Savior. <laughs> Take three. <laughs> this this episode's brought to you by the Frontline Team. Vince, who are the Frontline Team? The Frontline Team, Corey. I'm glad you asked. They're your local mortgage brokers. These are local guys. They're a veteran-owned company. They're first responders. A couple I mean, of the all, guys who we work, all have guys, right? Yeah. If you, you know, if you, we got needed a plumber. plumber. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's got a plumber, right? Right. Everyone's got a. Everyone's got an electrician. Everyone's <laughs> got a carpenter. Yeah. Why wouldn't you pick your own guy? Why wouldn't you want to have a guy who's a mortgage lender? Well, now you have a guy. The, team at the Frontline team at 630-534-2900. Give them a call. You got you got a guy. And these are the guys you want on your side. You, you, you're going to have guys like uh, Joy Matthews, Josh Hill, and the rest of the Frontline team. If you need to refinance, this is a great time to refinance. Uh, so easy that even you have a mortgage, Corey. Yeah. It, it, there's, they've done some wonders, I'll tell you. <laughs> that is for sure. The fact that I can own my own property is is amazing just because of the of the work that these guys do out there. You know, they I've heard them I've heard it from them before. They want you to feel like they're family as soon as you're done working with them. So well when they first sponsored the podcast, I said, hey, I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is. I'm gonna refinance. I talked to Josh and I gave him all the information and this is what I completely appreciated. He said, you're better off just doing what you're doing right now. Uh, you're not gonna get anything better than what you're doing. Kinda gave me this whole spreadsheet on the different programs we could go down and just shot me straight. It was like, you're at the best thing you, you can be right now. And that was nice. He how, wasn't trying much, to sell me on anything. Right, how much more stand up can you get than yeah. a guy who's, who tells you to not use them for your business? <laughs> yeah, you know? I mean, it wasn't in my best interest and he flat out told me that. So it was fantastic. But these are guys that you will know, like I said, veteran owned. These are upstanding individuals and they'll really go to bat for you. So uh, the frontline team, you can reach them at 630-534-2900. Or email them at the frontline team at thefederalsavingsbank.com. Tell them Vince and Corey sent you. One, engine four, truck two, truck ten, ambulance 82, battalion two, fire 1020 North Main, help is on the way. This episode of Chicago's Bravest Story is brought to you by Zoll Medical and Zoll EMS and Fire. Welcome back to Chicago's Bravest Stories. Um, you know what? I'll, I'll let our guests introduce our, themselves. We're here with um, with two members of the MDA and Steve. What's up, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> um, girls, do you, I'm sorry. Do you guys, Cal, Jenny, you guys mind introducing yourselves? Sure. My name's Jenny King. Um, I'm the National Senior Director for Firefighter Partnerships at MDA. And I am Kelsey Tomko, and I'm a Regional Director of Firefighter Partnerships for MDA covering the 8th District. 15 seconds into the podcast. And you are already giving 
our guest nicknames. I'm a nickname guy. <laughs> Everybody should know that by now. But 15 seconds into the podcast, that's a new record. <laughs> we, we we have experience we have experience podcasting with these ladies okay we, <laughs> we've we've done it before we do have experience <laughs> podcasting with these ladies uh we met these ladies at the associated firefighters of illinois uh legislative conference back in may uh and we had an excellent conversation with them it was short it was sweet but we now we get to bring them on our show right and really dive in to the nitty-gritty yeah, because last time we were uh, nowhere near as prepared and uh, sober as we are right now. Well, right now. <laughs> <laughs> Keyword. We'll see, we'll see how that goes yeah, from no, there. Exactly. So, <laughs> so uh, tell us, uh, you know, everybody at the firehouses around Chicago metropolitan area, we all, you know, it's time for fill the boot. Mm-hmm. In some departments, we fill the boot for other things, which aggravates me. But that's a whole other conversation. Oh, boy. Uh, but, you know, it's time to go fill the boot. And guys do it on duty. I've worked places where we've done it off duty. And uh, I've had guys, friends of mine, uh, you know, the younger guys are like, why do I got to volunteer to fill the boot? And then one guy, you know, very aggressive is like, because I fucking told you to. Uh, these are sick kids, and you're going to get yeah. your ass out there and do it. And they're like... I'm all about bullying, so like, that's cool <laughs> with me, you know? Uh, but so tell us about uh, MDA and the relationship with firefighters with Fill the Boot. Sure. So um, the partnership between the IFF and MDA has been going on for 67 years, um, which is older than me. Um, so that's good. Um, <laughs> um, MDA is actually 70 years old, and um, the firefighters have been working with MDA for 67 of those 70 years. So it's a really strong partnership. It started back in the 50s um, up in South Boston. Um, a gentleman who had two children, two sons with um, neuromuscular disease, needed some help. Um, his kids needed wheelchairs, and he had been working with MDA, a fledgling um, nonprofit that had just started grassroots by families, and um, he needed some help. He needed some wheelchairs, and so he kind of had been at his last, you know, he, he'd been at the end of his rope. He tried everything he possibly could, um, and he went to the one place he knew where everybody always gets help, and that's the local fire station. So Aww. he had a buddy in South Boston um, who who was on the um, who was um, working at one of the fire stations, and so. Um, he went to him, and his name was George Graney, the firefighter. And um, oh, you even have the name. Oh wow. yeah, yeah. The, um, George Graney, yeah, because without him, we wouldn't be where we are. So, we we are deeply indebted to him. So he answered the call like firefighters always do when someone needs help, and he said sure. So he grabbed the guys that he was on shift with. They emptied out their coffee cans and took canisters and went door to door and collected five thousand dollars that first year. Um, for MDA and to help out um, the family. And <clears throat> it went so well that he convinced the whole Boston Fire Department to go out the following year. And they raised, like, I think it was $22,000 that next year, going door to door, collecting for MDA. And that went over so well that he went um, later on that year, um, he went down to the IFF International Convention, which was down in Florida that year. And he went on the floor and made a, a motion, um, you know, passed a asked to pass a resolution that, um, that MDA partner with the IFF. And it passed unanimously. 
And every two years of the biennial, the IFF general president says we're going to keep working with MDA until a cure is found. So here we are, 67 years later, $672 million that's been raised by the firefighters. Wow, that's a lot of money. Yeah. So what kind of MDA, muscular dystrophy, right? Uh, what kind of diseases does that encompass? It's like muscular dystrophy, just like a blanket uh, like disease, or are there like specific diseases that go along with muscular dystrophy? Yeah, I mean, there are. So we cover 43 neuromuscular diseases, including ALS. I think a lot of people don't realize that MDA covers ALS, um, but we, um, you know, fund research for ALS. We also cover Duchenne muscular dystrophy, spinal muscular atrophy, and then, like I said, 43 neuromuscular diseases. We're more of an umbrella organization, um, and yeah. And so many of those diseases are really rare diseases um, that... Um, don't get the attention um, or the research that's needed. So it, the umbrella organization can take all of that into consideration. Um, and we're one place that, that um, all of the research can and, and the services to help those families. So. Yeah, which is awesome because, again, like you were saying, I'm sure that there's a lot of a lot of them that may not be getting the attention that, that they need. And you guys are able to kind of like allocate funds to where, where you guys think it needs to go. Um, yeah, I mean, what... A, just so everyone has like a background. Um, again, we've got a lot of people that listen that um, that might not be first responders or anything, and and they just see a bunch of idiot firemen hanging out on the street with boots, and they're wondering why, you know, why do I give money to these guys? Why should anybody give money to these guys? And and again, this is as a general rule. Whenever you guys see firefighters out and about with boots out trying to trying to have um, trying to run this campaign to fill the boot, it's for the MDA. And so know that that money isn't isn't going for us to grab pizzas that afternoon. Like it's definitely for you know it's going towards a good cause. Um, we're not paying our pensions with it. Yeah, no. As we're accused of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one. Power out collective money. Yeah. yeah. That one's uh, that one's the. the coffee can like yeah don't we pay enough <laughs> into your pension like yeah. this is whatever welcome be the geek um yeah no but uh but again it's it's so cool like the history of going back i had no idea that i mean of the of the 70 year old association 67 years of it we've been involved in it which is pretty pretty awesome that partnership's been, been strong ever did it so once it started in boston um how long did it really take for for it to spread nationwide was it, it two years later it spread wow. nationwide yeah, it's probably like wildfire city. <laughs> um, so, um, so you two girls, how did you guys get involved in the MDA? So I started actually right out of college. When I was in college, I got my toes wet with um, fundraising. And okay. so I knew that I wanted to live in Chicago, and I knew that I wanted to stay in the fundraising world, and MDA had a job open. And so I landed at MDA, and about a year later, um, one of my best friends from college actually got diagnosed with a form of muscular dystrophy, and she had a pretty late diagnosis. She was 22 um, and got, got, got diagnosed. She now uses a walker, um, and it's pretty, pretty you know, sad to see that happen to you know, somebody who I was so close to in college, but it's really given me a lot of passion for what I do because, like I said, when I came in, I didn't know anybody, and it really just goes to show that you know, muscular dystrophy can really strike at any time, anybody. Um, so yeah, that's how I got involved. Um, I've always been in nonprofit from 
volunteering a little, you know, at a young girl's age on up, and I found my feet in nonprofit years and years ago. Um, I've been with MDA for just over seven years now, and I came in as an executive director for the Cincinnati office, Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, and and I have to tell you guys about my first um, two weeks at work. Oh, boy. So um, I, I was the executive director. I had full staff, um, and they asked me if I could start on a certain date. I'm like, sure, sure, I can make that work. And they're like, okay, great, that's summer camp. We need you to pack your bag and go to summer camp your first week at work. So, and I hadn't met the staff yet, so I I show up, you know, it's been a while, it's been a while since I've been to summer camp, so I had to figure out, you know, what I needed and all that kind of stuff, but I showed up, met. I the outfits for this. I know, I know, I know. Um, And so I got to meet 70 kids with neuromuscular disease. I got to meet 100 volunteers because at our summer camps, when we have them in person, each um, each camper is paired with a camp counselor 24 hours a day. and so we had over 100 volunteers, and then my staff of, of, of six people were there, too. Um, the second day I was there was firefighter day at oh. camp. So um, at the camp that I was at, they actually did a big parade. They do a motorcycle ride ahead of time. So there was probably like 40 firefighters on motorcycles, and they brought in all the trucks and apparatus. They did a big parade in. Um, they set up um, the, the trucks that um, with the water in them and... Oh, the tank, like the tanker trucks? Yes, yes, tanker trucks, sorry. Um, and tanker trucks are not prevalent around here. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are They are in the country yeah, in Ohio. So. <laughs> so we had a few of them. And we did um, like a water bucket parade, parade um, you know, where they're passing down and trying to fill up something. Okay. And, and I think the bucket maybe made it down like six people before it turned into an all-out water fight. <laughs> Firefighters, water. water bucket, right? Yes, okay. yes, yes. So, I mean, just full-out water fight. So, so that was like my second day at MDA. Um, that night, I was doing night rounds at, at 3 a.m., going and checking on all the kiddos um, and... Um, the next night, I was trying to go out to do night rounds again, and my cabin door was stuck, and I had to climb out the window. <laughs> um, and when I climbed out the window, there was an albino skunk sitting out there. So uh, Not just like a regular skunk. No, no, not just a regular skunk. A freakishly... Yeah, scary. Scary white yes. with pink eyes uh-huh. skunk. It's, uh, it's so ironic you mentioned that. Because albino skunk was actually Steve's college nickname. Hold <laughs> 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 on, that is somebody else's shtick, <laughs> and he's not here. Right, and he's not here right uh, now. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, he might, I said it, and now he might just show up. <laughs> Strange. Oh, uh, so it was. We couldn't say it was a crazy time. So how that one ended up? <laughs> <laughs> so that was my first week. My second oh, week. God. The IFF convention was in Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, God. And then you got to deal with And so I dealt with all of the (laughs) firefighters my second week of work. So it was baptism by fire. Yeah. It was was crazy. And um, I loved every minute of it. Maybe that makes me crazy. But it was so incredible to get immersed in the the mission and meet all the families and meet all the volunteers and then meet all the firefighters. I, I mean, I was just like, this is the right place. This is the right thing to do. And so, uh, you know, fast forward a few years later, they had specialized roles with firefighters, and I immediately shot my hand up. I'm like, this is what I was made to do. This is what I want to do. And so I've been working with firefighters ever since. And what's the best part about working with firefighters, in your, in your opinion? Um, I have to say it's how 
humble and selfless they are, which I know humble doesn't really go hand in hand with firefighters, no. right? No. I know. <laughs> You're talking about Ohio firefighters, right? Yeah, we're be, Illinois. I can see that. I can see that. Ohio guys, nice and humble. Yeah. Kind of Ohio guys seem pretty humble. Yeah, for but, sure. But what you all do, <laughs> what you all do day in, day out is incredible. And then to go above and beyond that and take time away from your families to help go to camp, to help support the Fill the Boot program, to play in it. It's, it's not easy. I mean, trust me, I work with firefighters. It's like herding cats. So those guys are Fill the Boot coordinators who are out all over, you know, that are trying to get their guys on shift and their, their members to, to go out and fill the boot. It's, it's, it's a daunting task, and they do it. And, and, and they thank us for doing what we do. And I'm like, oh, crazy. This episode of Chicago's Bravest Stories brought to you by Rescue One CBD, a firefighter-owned company taking care of first responders with their CBD oil that's guaranteed to be 0.000% THC, making it safe for the job. Enter promo code BRAVEST and you'll receive 25% off your order. Again, type in the promo code BRAVEST and you'll get 25% off all Rescue One products. Go to rescueonecbd.com and place your order. If you're having trouble sleeping or you have some aches and pains, CBD oil has been a game changer for me. Go to rescueonecbd.com and place an order. So, um... Can I ask you guys, uh, what are some of the more interesting uh, interesting events that, that you guys have seen uh, that fire departments have ran for MDA? Obviously, we've got, um, you know, the camp, which we definitely want to talk about. But have you guys seen any, like, weird, especially with this COVID stuff going on, has anybody done anything kind of interesting or different? I mean, definitely interesting and different. I think that COVID, again, kind of to echo Jenny with everybody being very humble. I work with Illinois, and I can also say yeah, that y'all you know. <laughs> are humble. I can, I can tell you that. Everybody's gotten really creative with how they're supporting MDA, especially because of all the challenges that 2020 presented. You know, in a typical year, Illinois raises over $900,000. We were still able to raise over 120000 last year, and that was all virtual. We had two departments go out and collect on the street. Um, and so some of the unique things I saw, we had a couple of locals do a virtual 5K that was really successful. Um, we've had some do some raffles. I know Jenny can talk about a Louis Vuitton raffle that we've seen. Be oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, where is that at? Is that in Maryland? No, it's down in Kentucky. Oh, in Kentucky. Oh, let's, I, <laughs> Kentucky. Yes. We picked the and wrong state here. Yeah, yeah. And I don't mean to interrupt you, <laughs> but I'm going to. It's my show. Uh, Kentucky's got the best fundraisers. Yeah. These women. And they've got the best giveaways. They have the best giveaways. Uh, these women graciously came on to our podcast uh, to hang out with us, and we're idiots. Oh. And I and have. Nothing special to look at either, Steve. A bottle <laughs> here of Woodford Reserve Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Which we got a couple empties of this yeah, over here. Right. But this one is special <laughs> because etched into the bottle is Chicago's Bravest Stories Aww. with an awesome MDA, what is this, six, 65 years? It's, a, it's the 65 year special edition bottle. This, this is the nice bottle of whiskey this that we have. The nicest bottle. Hey, Brian Calaga, you're out. Yeah. <laughs> MDA girls outdid you. 
Yeah, you dumb candle. You're out. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this I, is awesome. Yeah. Like take it outside the box. Like this is great. H- how did uh, how did that all go down? So um, the Kentucky Professional Firefighters Association wanted to do something for MDA. God um, bless them. I yeah. Know, right. Um, and and I'm from Kentucky. I live in Kentucky. So, um, but they came up with this idea of having these engraved bottles um, and sold them um, to people. Um, and a portion of the sales went or was going back to MDA for their fill the boot. So, so um, yeah, Joe Bears, their their state president, and Tim Webster is one of their um, district vice presidents, and he's the one that came up with the idea. And so, um, they're still taking orders for oh. a couple more weeks. Um, they don't ship, so you have to like we have to figure out a way to get. Oh no, we so, gotta go down. There. Well, yeah. I'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure it out. I mean, again, I also live here, so I can go. <laughs> I gotcha. I'll give it to you guys. <laughs> again, another creative way for these guys to make, which is yeah, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I would just, never just, even thought of. That. Right. So now that I've rudely interrupted you, yeah, Kelsey, no, I was whiskey. I got excited. Your good no, you're okay. Well, <laughs> and speaking of whiskey, I have to give a shout out to East Lansing, Michigan, because they did the same thing. Um, they put their like little Maltese cross on the back. They etched it into not mm-hmm. Woodford Reserve. It was a different um, bourbon whiskey. Subpar. Yeah, something. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but we, they raised over $6,000 doing that. Wow. Which is incredible. That's so great. Yeah, they did that for the first couple of months of this year. So. Who does the best fundraisers in Illinois? In Illinois. We'll give Illinois a shout first. I mean, all the locals who collect on the street. Oh. Uh, okay, which one is the most unique Oh, there you go, Steve. Yeah. This is tricky. I mean, I don't think there's a lot of unique circumstances. I will give a shout-out to Chicago Local, too. And I'm going to tell you why I'm going to specifically give them a shout-out. They collected the first week of August which was of this year, which was the one time, really, this summer that they could possibly go out and collect for MDA because now we're back in the world of masks and we're starting to see things. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So I do have to give a big shout out to Local 2 because they went off without a hitch in 2021, just as if COVID wasn't, you know, even impacting them. What they did in 2019 is the exact same thing that they did in 2021. We're still waiting for some final totals, but they killed it. They're one of the largest boot drives to take place since COVID. Um, and so I really just have to give a shout out to them, but unique boot drives. I mean, Arlington Heights, local 3105, they are unique in the sense that they do a day long boot drive. Um, and then they end the day with a really large benefit. Um, and this obviously ended the last year they did it was in 2019 and hopefully we'll be able to bring that back, but they would raise anywhere from 45,000 to $65,000 in a single day doing that. So their boot drive raised, I would say about 20,000 and then the benefit would raise a lot. What do they got? They got like five firehouses or something like that. Are you, are you aware? I don't know. Off the top of my head. I don't know. Shout out to Arlington Heights Firefighters (laughs) Union. Absolutely. What Chicago raised? Chicago raised 126,000 in 2019. I do think you guys beat that this year, but we're waiting on the bank. Well, I just from my experience, uh, we went out for like three hours and we were running calls in between and then like came back and like the chief was like, you know, he came back. He's like, okay, how much money you guys got? And he looked and like the table was like stacked Mm -hmm. and he's like, oh, shit. Uh, (laughs) 
that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like he didn't expect, he didn't expect it. And he's been around for a while, you mm-hmm. know, he's been doing it for a long time. So we're like, oh, I guess we did good, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to, uh, back in my day, I used to work uh, part-time uh, at the village of Stickney. And we would get bullied by uh, a man by the name of John McClement. <laughs> yeah, oh, John. I'm dropping names. <laughs> But uh, he loves it when you mention it. It was just show. a little like one firehouse part time department, and we we would do like ten grand. You guys would kill it. You were one of um, the top like volunteer fire departments in the country, and it was MDA. all because uh, John and uh, another guy uh, that I love dearly, Harry O'Hagan. They would literally bully you. Like they're <laughs> like, "Hey, uh, you didn't sign up for any?" Because we would do it off duty, you know, and they because uh, we were just part timers, and uh, they're like, "Hey, uh, new guy, you didn't sign up for any uh, uh, MDA," and you're like. Well, I'm busy. I'm taking my girlfriend out to dinner. And then they're like, well, you're a fucking piece of shit. Get out here and start collecting money for MDA. And then, uh, you know, they would go. Yeah. You know, nobody cared about your girlfriend. This is sick kids. Let's go. Well, and let's give a shout out to John because he, back in the day, used to help us with our lockup program, too. He was one of the guys who would go and pick up our jailbirds all over the suburbs and take them to... Uh, a restaurant. I remember <laughs> this slightly. Okay, so let's talk talk about that. Get into that. Yeah, our lockup program, it, it's sunsetted, so it no longer is a thing. Okay. Um, but basically what that was, it used to raise so much for MDA. Um, we would have local business leaders go to um, a restaurant that we would be at for, let's say, four hours. Um, we would task them with raising... Um, their bond, right? Is that what it was called? Bond. Um, and it would be anywhere from, let's say, $1,200 up to like $2,500. Um, so these were just individuals who might not even have any sort of connection to MDA, um, but they would get a cold call from somebody and they'd say, hey, you've been locked up. We want you to come to, you know, Maggiano's on Tuesday from 2 to 4 p.m. And we want you to help us raise money for MDA. And this is your goal. What do you think of this? Um and so back in the day, this is before my time at MDA, okay. um, people would actually, like John, would go and pick up these jailbirds, and it would be like a chauffeured event. So they would have a ride to and from the restaurant while they oh. were at the restaurant. Oh. Yeah, we would have um, phones for them to use. So that way they could reach out to all of their you know, friends, family, and encourage them to donate. Um, and yeah, this used to raise a ton of money for MDA. When I first started a little over seven years ago as well, um, that was my first event in Naperville. I had a lockup, and it raised, I don't know, 30 or forty thousand oh, dollars wow. so it raised quite a bit yeah that's awesome well yeah. shout out to to john he's a dear friend of mine uh and he's he's uh probably one of our biggest fans oh, on the show so big shout out to him i know he was always uh heavily he involved in MDA. right i don't care i'll fight him <laughs> i'll fight him i don't care he's a south sider i'm not scared of him so that's fair. Um, hey, John. Okay. Thanks for your service. Oh. <laughs> thanks for your service, John. As Corey is rocking mm-hmm. one of his shirts. I am. Moving oh, yeah. on. Um, so, uh, Jenny, what's what would you say is, uh, like, from state to state and regions to regions that you're dealing with, like, what kind of differences do you notice in, um, in like, fundraising and the guys you're dealing with and, and stuff like that? So... Every fire department, every local is different. Mm-hmm. Every boot drive is different. Um, so it, it's been fascinating learning how everybody's raising money. But hands down, the most lucrative way to raise money for MDA, is, as um, Kelsey mentioned, was just collecting in intersections. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, all the fancy stuff that, you know, the, the, the golf outings and the galas and the, 
you know, the raffles and all that stuff is great. Mm-hmm. But honestly, you know, if, if we could get our firefighters out on at the intersections collecting. Just putting boots on the ground and so putting some grindy work. And, and, I, and I tell the story about um, I, I was at a state convention and I had a boot that we were collecting, like, people's information in at the, my booth, you know, mm-hmm. at the table. And um, I grabbed it as we were going up for lunch, um, and I had the boot on my hip, and I got in the elevator, and there were two people who weren't connected with the fire department, and they both instinctively opened up their wallets and put money in the boot. I didn't ask them. I mean, that's marketing right mm-hmm. there. That's marketing. <laughs> right? So. Just, oh, yeah, boot. Here you go. Yeah. Mm, yeah so, and, and, I, and we know that some departments, some locals can't go out on, you know, intersections or are on duty because of different reasons. So True. that's the ones that get really creative. And that's what's cool. They're going to do what they can do, um, right. like the bourbon bottles and the raffles and the, you know, the the beers that they name after the the local and they get a kickback from the breweries and oh, all that awesome. stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. alcohol and firefighters, I don't know. There's something about it. It kind of goes hand in hand. Are you judging us? No, I love it. You better not be. <laughs> literally, literally a can of alcohol. <laughs> I'm going to put, since this is our podcast and not uh, AFFI's podcast, I am going to put the two of you on the spot. Uh-oh. Your favorite fundraiser. And don't say on the corner collecting money with the boot. <laughs> favorite fundraiser. What do you mean favorite fundraiser? Like the one that you f- like that you look forward to oh. the most. Okay. Um, Clear Creek. Uh, yeah, Clear Creek. If they're going out this weekend, oh, um, Ohio. Oh, shaking their heads. Yeah, I know. She knows what about do this. What Clear Creek boys do? They do. Oh, a car wash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They don't look like us. They don't look like Illinois firemen. <laughs> right, right. Hey, you know, there, 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 are, um, there are some departments that do um, calendars for MDA. Clear oh. Creek's not one of them, oh. but okay. um, but not none of them around here. None of them in the Midwest. We should I'm not do that sure. in the Midwest. <laughs> you're saying because they shouldn't have a calendar? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm no, just saying I'm just they kidding. don't. <laughs> you know how much pizza we eat? There ain't no count. Well, whatever. Well, maybe we can get the pizza company to sponsor it. Uh, maybe we get the pizza. This brought to you by <laughs> the pizza, the pizza company. There's a lot of dead bots. And some... Double XL, mm. supersized dad bats. <laughs> Anyways, Clear mm. Creek, local 4207 in Ohio. They do a, a, po- a motorcycle poker run. And oh, they awesome. go. Awesome. Run. Yeah. yeah. They go all out. And it's actually happening this coming weekend. Um, Is it like open to everybody? Yep. We got a lot of motorcycle riders yeah. in the area. Yeah. How many guys? You got a, probably a handful of guys, right? I got a handful of guys. Vince is a new motorcycle guy. Yeah, they do. I mean, and it's I, so much. You know, know what? I don't trust, even bring his name up. I don't know that I trust here. Vince on motorcycle for more than 15 yeah. minutes, though. All right, <laughs> so how does the motorcycle poker run work? So how they do theirs is they start in one place, do registration, kick stands up, they head out, they hit three other places, they get a card at each one, and the best poker hand wins. So you get five cards, like Dude, one at the beginning. Cool. Yeah. That is they're cool. Just, yeah, they're just bouncing around, grabbing cards. And, and then they come back. They come back to where they started, and it's big party. Silent auction, band, food, food hmm. trucks. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a lot of fun. They, have, they engage with their community really well during this um, because they have a touch-a-truck. I like out in the parking lot. They'll mm-hmm. have all the trucks, so all the kids stop by. It's Are they a full-time department or part-time? They're full-time. Okay. They're killing it, sounds yeah. like. They're killing it. They Shout do a out. great job. Yeah, good for them. Nice for you guys. Yeah, we. I, I do feel really bad when we talk to you guys whenever it comes to these fundraiser things because, again, we, me and you talked about it before. There's, I mean, I feel 
in, as a general rule across the country. Like you'll get some some volunteer guys, some part time guys that they put they put their their you know blood and tears into these these events, well, and then there's guys like us that are like making a nice paycheck. Like, Ugh, I got some going on Tuesday morning. I can't I, make I it. I mean, like, well, hold on a second, because you're an officer at one of I would say historically the most Italian-American <laughs> neighborhood and fire department uh, in the area. Uh, a pasta, spaghetti dinner? I mean, nice. I mean these guys, is that culturally insensitive? or I, it, I don't know how they would feel about the appropriation of having... Um, of having a, an Irish fella do it. In, in <laughs> fact, the, t- the two departments you've worked for... Very. Uh, heavily. Very heavily. Heavily. Yeah. Yeah. No I, pun I, intended. I actually started growing chest hair after the one I started working at. <laughs> um, I mean, the, yeah. the, 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 no, fir- the first one is the best meatballs in probably all of Chicagoland. Tri-state area. Yeah, Tri-State, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Yeah, well, that's because they're that's because they're grabbing ingredients I'm, from all over I, the country. Am I, thro- <laughs> am I throwing the gauntlet down? I... What? Dude, I, mean, I again, there's always... spaghetti dinner. Yeah. They said come up with, Are there you know, spaghetti dinners? There's spaghetti dinners. There's gotta be spaghetti dinners. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's steak fries. Um, spaghetti Ooh, I think dinners? it was East Yeah, Moline. but do these spaghetti dinners have passe vajoule and what else do you yeah. guys eat over there? Oh. Chicken <laughs> parmesan. Super <laughs> super I'm gonna throw a shout out to Nick. Super. Uh, Nick Stecker made a very ignorant comment on our Facebook. Oh, did he? Yeah, Nikki, I'm in. But then I said, uh, but then I said, uh, how much chicken parmesan have you guys eaten today? And he said, we only have four Tonys working in. So apparently, also ta- also apparently, it's a lot less than they usually. Eat, we so. we might actually be. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll, well speaking of spaghetti dinners, I do have to give a shout out. East Moline did a pancake breakfast, which I had never heard oh, of that what? being a thing before. They raised like six grand doing that in one morning for MDA. Pancake breakfast. A pancake breakfast. They posted a picture on Facebook. Again, I had never seen a pancake breakfast like uh-huh. that before. They had this massive grill outside, and they were just making pancakes for hours. Hours and they raised so much money for MDA. Okay, it was hey, amazing. You know what? I'll tell you what. I, if I go to East Moline, I'm much more likely to get pancakes than uh, than pasta visual. You know, like there's. I thought you were going to kind of go along like this with the spaghetti dinner that they were doing out there, but I think uh, I, I bet you East I, Moline I mean, makes a, a mean pancake. Oh yeah, a very mean pancake. <laughs> <laughs> East Moline, good for you guys. So, um, so what are what areas do you guys cover? Just for everyone, like to, to get a hold of you guys. So I cover Illinois, mm-hmm. Indiana, Kentucky, Michigan, and Ohio. Holy shit! I didn't realize you were that spread out. And and uh. that's the eighth IAFF district. Yep. So is that like you assign uh, people to the IAFF districts? Yeah, a couple years. Mm. Well, I guess it was last year actually. We realigned with the IFF districts. It made okay. more sense for our team sure. to, to work. You know, with the with the IFF districts. So Kelsey works with the eighth district, which is the largest district in the IFF. Shout out! Who's the eighth district rep? Mark Sanders. There you go. Yeah, I was like, All wait, right. me, Mark <laughs> Sanders? Put <laughs> you on the spot. Hey, hey. I said oh, we were sh- getting down to the nitty gritty. No, that's yeah. that's fine. Um, <laughs> and yeah, no kidding, I didn't realize it was that big of an area. Yeah, it's large, yeah. Well, especially because you have Ohio and Illinois that just have so many locals, so many. So yeah, and we were—I mean, again, we were me and Steve were lucky enough to meet Jenny, but like Kelsey's—if you're in Illinois, mm-hmm. like 
you have seen Kelsey before. Like, you know her. We've, I mean, we've, we've seen pictures of Kelsey before. We even met her, too. We were like, oh, yeah, this girl, you know? Right. And, um, so we sat down. But, um, uh, but again, outside of that, like, like Jenny, it, it was awesome meeting you that day because you, you're so far out of your neighborhood here, huh? Mm-hmm, yeah. I'm a well, Kentucky girl. Yeah. <laughs> and we know, and we know it's from your choice drink that you brought. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I work with the 4th District. Um, I work with West Virginia, Pennsylvania, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Mm. And um, fun fact, the historically the largest boot in the country is uh, has been Fairfax County, Virginia. What? And, and they typically raise somewhere between $450,000 and $600,000 a year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's more than their... It's more than their fire department budget, probably. <laughs> <laughs> their fire department's huge. It covers yeah. a whole county in Virginia. Um, they've got awesome places um, to collect. Um, they've got buy-in from the top down, from their board of supervisors down to uh, their volunteer de- uh, their volunteers. And they're like, uh, just point of reference, like how kind of how big they they're like the top urban search and rescue team like in the world. Fairfax County, Virginia. Like they, sent, yeah, they just came back from Haiti. Yeah, they, they sent them back to out Haiti. to Haiti. They sent, they sent them all over the place. Like these guys are like top notch. You know, yeah. fun facts. Little fun facts. You were able to pull that one well, out. you know, I'm a, you know, a little bit of a nerd, but <laughs> you guys look at Steve. You're thinking, what does he know about being a fireman? Nothing. Let me tell you guys, <laughs> not a thing. This episode of Chicago's Bravest Stories is brought to you by Sports and Ortho Physical Therapy. I'm here with Dahlia Fami, owner of Sports and Ortho Physical Therapy, where they specialize in rehabilitation of police and fire. Hi, Dahlia. Hi, Vince. How are you? Thanks for having me back. So what do or what can our members do to come in and see you guys? Really easy, Vince. They just call us up and make an appointment. So, and I can guarantee they won't be disappointed. And usually people definitely learn a lot about their bodies while they come see us. Uh, Sports and Ortho is a private practice specializing in the care of police and fire members. You can look them up at sportsandortho.net. Call them to make an appointment. Dahlia, thanks again for being here. One last question for you. What if it's a work injury? That's a good question. So you can still ask for us. We're part of the City of Chicago Workers' Compensation Network. So there should be no issues if we are requested. Thanks, Dahlia, for being here and educating us about the importance of prevention. Always a pleasure, Vince. Thanks. All right, guys. Um, I mean, we were just talking about, like, really cool events are going on. Um, Out my neck of the woods, um, I mean, my... My favorite guys in, in our area, Franco Park guys. Um, we're actually lucky enough to talk to um, Tony Tricocci from the Franco Park Fire Department. These guys are actually currently running an event for MDA. Um, I mean, uh, we'll put some pictures up on Facebook. Uh-oh. Someone hit the jackpot. <laughs> what? You hear that, Tony? I heard that. that so, so somebody hit just the made jackpot. A, nice, a generous donation to MDA. We have our boots out at our booth and any one of our wonderful customers that donates uh we got the fire bell out here uh trying to make some noise and 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 get some attention to lure some other customers over here to let them know uh, what we're doing 
Yeah. And uh, it's why it's we're really cool here. what you guys are doing. I mean, this is what what is this every year? Tone this is this railroad? What's what's your guys' event out there? Is that railroad days or was so? That this is uh, Franklin Park Fest now. Used okay. to be known as uh, uh, Railroad Days. Uh, they kind of uh, changed gears on that a couple of years ago um, to where they made the Railroad Days a portion of the fest, which would happen on Saturdays. Unfortunately, they cut back on that due to the pandemic. So it's just Franklin Park Fest this year. Unfortunately, there's no Railroad Days. But Local 1526 is out here sponsoring a booth with the help of our friends at MDA. We are raising funds for local charities and MDA. Um, without them, we couldn't be a part of this event. So it's a great time, a great venue, uh, live music in the background right now. If you can hear it's a Tom Petty tribute band. Uh, Chicago's coming up next. Um, it's all weekend long. Food, uh, our food booth will be available till 11 o'clock tonight and from four o'clock to 11 o'clock tomorrow. Yeah, they, I mean it's it's real cool. So like you guys are selling, uh, you guys are selling. What do you guys selling? Ha- hamburgers, hot dogs, and and stuff like that. So we're doing the uh, yeah the uh, Chicago trifecta burgers, rock dogs. Ooh, uh, with a bag of chips for the low low price of four dollars. All that in a bag of chips. Price, <laughs> all that in a bag of chips. Um, what we're trying to do is uh, you know collect as much money as we can uh, to give back to our friends at MTA. Yeah. Uh, we got the boots going. Um, this is our and to get to get a Tricochi name on this food. I mean, that's that's not nothing. Is all I'm going to say. No, you know? I mean, let's be honest, Corey. It doesn't get any better than this. <laughs> I mean, this is the cream of the crop. <laughs> so tell Tony yeah, Tricochi, you... uh, mediocre fireman, excellent. <laughs> if that's the way my legacy goes uh i'll be okay with that that's, that's the headstone for right sure. <laughs> well excellent boot coordinator as well tony thank you so much for getting out there today and this whole weekend and doing everything that you guys do you know your local is always one of a top fundraiser um of illinois oh. raising they do they raise close to ten thousand dollars every year for mda which is incredible so um, thank you guys so much for being out there today. It sounds like it's a real party. And honestly, I thought somebody hit the jackpot, but it sounds like MDA hit the jackpot with that donation. So that's amazing. Hey, can we hear the fire bell again? Can you do that Absolutely. Of course. Let me, uh, ring her bell, Tony. <laughs> I will, we will ring. Hopefully we'll be ringing this bell all night long, all weekend long. Hey, hey I need a, uh. Oh, we we need a donation for the uh, uh, to ring the bell. Yeah, we're we're not just ringing this bell for no. Oh, <laughs> we got another one. MBA right there. We got another one. Woohoo! That's amazing. Yeah. It is, and, and thank you, Kelsey, for the uh, kind words. Uh, it's our pleasure. Thank you and MBA for your support and allowing us to uh, be a part of this event. And uh, you know. We have no plot. It's our pleasure. So what's uh, what's the? Uh, I was gonna say it's a hot one for you guys getting out there. You guys are. I know you guys are sweating your ass. How's Frank doing? Uh, you know, the big guy's got to take a couple breaks. We're, <laughs> we're monitoring him. Uh, <laughs> I thought he said he started hydrating yesterday. Uh, so we're keeping a close eye on the big guy for sure. He's doing great. Uh, it's been a hot one. Uh, we couldn't do this without. 
you know, the collective effort of the guys, local 1526. So I was going to say 1526, you, know, you guys got, uh, what do you guys got out there? A couple guys or? So uh, today we had, a, yeah, we had about 10 guys out here today. Uh on the heat. We started around uh, 1230 setting up. Uh, we got another long day tomorrow. There'll be another uh, 10 to 12 guys out here uh, working up uh, quite a bit of a sweat in the, in the heat. So, Unfortunately, no relief, but uh, we wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> on top of uh, on top of the uh, um, uh, the actual uh, the vendor tent, do you guys uh, do you guys actually get out on the street too, Tone, or no? We do. We have uh, obviously. Obviously, last year was uh, you know uh, it disrupted everything for everybody, so we weren't able to participate. This fest didn't happen last year. We weren't able to, we did not uh, collect last year, but uh, we are hoping to uh, uh, get back at it this year, uh, have our members collect once again. Uh, we have a long and proud uh, tradition and history with MBA, so we're, 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 we are looking forward to move, you know, to the is, future and continuing our relationship with MBA. Is, is Kelsey your girl, Tony? My girl. <laughs> okay. How, uh, um, you guys, uh, how far back do you guys go? Do you guys have any crazy stories or what do you got? Don't she, she's been very modest this whole time. So I haven't heard any crazy you know, Kelsey stories. It's been, uh, you know, it's it, been completely professional. It is. Unfortunately, gross. I have no crazy stories <laughs> oh, to, gross. to share about Kelsey. Well, and Tony, it's, it's, you and I don't go that far back. I feel like we know each other's names, but this is like one of the first times that we've actually worked together to plan, you know, a boot drive or your guys' Franklin Park Fest days, whatever it is. I feel like you've always worked with somebody else at MDA. But, and I think yeah, that's because I, you're I feel an. Like I'd be, yeah. You are not. I was just going to say the complete opposite, that you're an excellent example of what a field boot coordinator is, and that's why you've always worked with others and not myself. <laughs> well, thank you very much. And, and, and in all honesty, uh, everybody I work with at MBA has made my role easy. So it's very little to no effort. You guys, you guys do all the work. <laughs> I just kind of gather a couple of dudes around and say, all right, let's go do this. Yeah. That's, Everybody's on board. I, I, yeah. I grab a bottle of whiskey and I say, Hey, uh, what are we doing this Saturday? And then people show up. <laughs> right. Um, humble. Yeah. Again, humble is what we're, that's oh, humble. The game yes. here. humble. Uh, <laughs> well, Tony, I don't want to hang you up. I know you guys got a lot of, got a lot of money raised over there. Um, who, uh, who else you got hanging out there? You got Frankie, right? Any of the young guys? Oh, we got Fra Frankie O's got it. He's here. We is, had, is Angry uh, Chris there? Ang of course, he okay. is. Nice. Um, how about how about know, uh, iPhone like Stecker? How about Bluetooth Stecker? Is he roaming around there too, or no? <laughs> oh yeah. So that was uh, we we made up a new game tonight. It was every time Nick gets a phone call, you got to take a, a drink. <laughs> call him. Uh, <laughs> What's Nick's number? Call him. Still, <laughs> call him right I'm now. You guys are still standing, dude. Uh, I was just saying. We have, uh, it's fucking eight o'clock right now. How the fuck are you guys even talking right now? <laughs> Yeah, well, we're hoping that he gets more calls because he's on duty. So, um, oh. otherwise, you know, guy's gonna be wiped out in an hour. Yeah, you're welcome for my uh, service. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we got uh, Stevie Russ uh, running the show here, president of Local 1526. We Pre got uh, one of our of young guys. 1526, right? Don't... Absolutely. Okay. Yep. 
One of our uh, young guys, uh, Scott Latani, he's uh, he's a state, uh, Frank's right-hand man. We have Mikey Cicero. We got some, uh, some candidates that are out here helping. Retiree, newly retiree, Tony Bianchi has graced us with his presence. Oh, I caught I caught Tony at my fest too. He's uh, he, I mean, you he's drinking like he's retired. Know, right? <laughs> he's uh, he's he's. I think he's going to become the next sector of the fire service or the uh, retired of, uh, of the fire reti- service. Oh yeah, is he a big phone guy? D- does he put uh, up the fucking uh, Bluetooth I mean, finger on you guys or no? I mean, is this guy? I think that's coming. That's got to be coming for sure. <laughs> I guess I totally see it in his future. He's a big shot now. All right, Tony, I'm, I'm, I'm going to wrap up with these girls. I'm going to come out there and have a drink with you. I'll see you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to it, brother. I'll As always. You. I'll see you, pal. Girls, any any last thoughts for, for our guy, Tricochi, over there? No, but thank you so much, Tony. I appreciate everything that you do for MDA. Thank you. Uh, pleasure. There's more money for MDA. Thank you. Thank you for your time, and thank you for your support and your assistance, as always. Anything we could do. Thanks for filling the boot. Yeah, thank you, guys. Yeah. Thanks, you got it. Thanks for filling my All boot, right. Tony. Hey, <laughs> I, I can't wait to see you. I'll see you, mate. All right. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, you know what? We're just going to talk a minute about this awesome beer we've been drinking from Illuminate Brew Works. Um, right now, I'm, I'm drinking Trust, and uh, this thing is its just a really good lager. Um we're going we're kind of run the gauntlet here we got some uh we got some awesome beer here so we're just running through each one of them uh i tried vince you tried that orange sunshine too right orange sunshine is my new favorite summer beer yeah. thanks to brian at illuminated brew works if you guys are looking for an amazing craft beer and you know i'm not a big craft beer guy and i was a little hesitant and then when we started popping yeah. these things open uh it was like christmas yeah, we, we've been firing pretty good on these we, things. We, <laughs> we, we've been going through these. Yeah. Like so crazy. Bar Chicago's Bravest Stories is doing all right over here. Right. Well, the Illuminated Brew Works beer has saved us from drinking all the whiskey that we have here because uh, we've been drinking more beer than we have whiskey. We might not even there. be whiskey guys anymore. Yeah. Um, and uh, that Creeper one was pretty good too, right? Once Creeper was it. good. And we're fresh out of astronaut juice. In yeah. There. If we had astronaut juice, that is my top one. Uh, from these guys. If you're looking for an amazing craft beer, you can find it at Benny's Norwood Park Wine and Spirits Beer Temple, which is right down the street here from the studio. So if you're uh, picking up some Illuminated Brew Works at Beer Temple, stop in, have a drink with us. Bottle and Cans, uh, Capones, Totos, and Ryan's, Rayans, R-A-Y-A-N-S. Yeah, these are all bars they're selling in. And uh, you guys would notice it for sure once you walk in because they've got some really cool artwork on each of their cans. Um, so, again, just, just look for the, the eye-popping uh, artwork that you're going to see, and they'll kind of lead you over. Again, this is Illuminated Brew Works. Make sure to check out anything that they've made so far because everything I've tried has been awesome. Oh, it, it's really good. If you go to uh, that place, Wine Styles, at 6182 North Northwest Highway, you can pick it up. And coincidentally, that is right next door to where the new brew pub is going to be. Illuminated Brew Works is opening up a brew pub at 6186 North Northwest Highway. It's going to be amazing. The beer is amazing. And we are also asked to mention that the new Brony is coming back out. It's a double hop IPA. So for you IPA guys, the Brony is coming back. But the 
the beers that he has in stock right now are amazing. Uh, Illuminated Brew Works. Thanks, Brian, again for uh, you know keeping us in beer here. And you know when our guests come in and stuff like that, we give it to them as well. And we've heard nothing but great things from uh, our guests who've uh, walked out of here with a four pack of uh, Illuminated Brew Works. Thanks, guys. Again, make sure to check them out. Illuminated Brew Works. Well, welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, we've freshened up some cocktails. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've started this wonderful bottle of Woodford Reserve Distiller Select Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey uh, with our name etched on it. Well, you knew what, you knew we weren't going to keep it contained. No, and <laughs> so it's good. It's delicious. Uh-huh. But it tastes just a little better <laughs> since we're missing somebody. <laughs> you know? He's, oh, yeah, better. I know. It does. It does. I and it's like not even relax. like I, it's it's the knowingness of the future aggravation that's going to cause this man. Yeah, that I mean, we've started this without him. That's the, I know that I bust your balls a lot, Steve. But like Vince is the one that I really like seeing worked up. Oh, because yeah. he's I mean, especially especially because he gets upset when we do fun things. Yeah, like yeah, that's what, yeah. That's what and, like, he's the old man of the group, too, <laughs> who, like, tries to stay, like, young and hip, and then yeah. we do stuff without him, and he gets all bent out of Very shape. Very upset. Very bent Very out of upset. shape. Hey, is anybody else looking for uh, for for um, baseball tickets? Because Vince has got a guy. Here's Vince's phone number in case you want to get <laughs> baseball tickets. Um, so, so girls, thanks for hanging out. Thanks um, for having us. Well, we we've hammered these fundraisers. Yeah, uh, the uniqueness of some of the different fundraisers, how much money has been raised, the fill in the boot. Let's talk about where this money actually goes. Uh, when the guys are out. In August, in the heat of August, the dog days of summer, you know, s- sweating through their third T-shirt, sitting on the corner, oh. getting cussed out because uh, they think we're collecting money for whatever uh, meals and yeah, pension cause, and because we're because we're taking away from yeah. the drug trade at that corner. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> where do those dollars, those pennies, the the tray of pennies that gets taken out of the out of the center console and dumped into my boot? Where does that money go? So it goes to a whole slew of different things. Um, and Jenny, feel free to jump in whenever you'd like. Um, but since MDA's inception, we have invested more than a billion dollars into research. And that's billion with a B, um, which is really incredible. And because of supporters um, like the IFF, um, we have seen 14 drugs approved by the FDA over the last six years to treat certain forms of neuromuscular disease. Wow. 14. And before that, so when Jenny and I started seven years ago, there were none. There were no drugs approved um, to treat forms of neuromuscular disease. Um, and one thing that I always like to touch on is the, it was Zolgensma. Um, and that is a drug to treat SMA type 1 Anybody who is diagnosed with SMA type 1, they typically don't have a life expectancy anywhere longer than 18 to 24 months. This drug, Zolgensma, um, is a one-dose shot, um, and it is the closest thing to a cure that we've ever seen. So these children not only are seeing, you know, their third, fourth, fifth, sixth birthday, but they are not showing signs of progression like other children with SMA would have. So they're able to walk, they're able to hug their families, they're able to brush their teeth. A lot of these things that we take for granted every day 
all because of this one drug. Um, and so to have 14 approved by the FDA is a huge, huge accomplishment. We had two approved within a week um, back in 2020, which was something that we hadn't seen before. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of that has to do, like I said, with the support from our firefighters. We also cover care centers. So we have over 150 care centers at top hospitals across the country. We have five right here in Chicago at some of the top hospitals, including Northwestern, Larry wow. Children, Shriners Hospital for Children, UIC, yeah. and Rush. Um, and so this is really wonderful because... Patients are able to come in and they're able to see a whole slew of doctors. They don't have to come in for, you know, six or seven different appointments. They're able to see all of those doctors, neurologists, all of that um, in one visit, which is really great because yeah. while we have five in Chicago, let's be honest, not everybody lives in Chicago. They mm -hmm. come from all over the state. Um, and so to, you know, be able to have that, that one-stop shop is really important. And then our favorite thing. And, and again, like just something as simple as, I mean, it's, it's already got to be horribly stressful and, and debilitating dealing with some of these problems. Mm -hmm. But then to have to deal with an extra 45 minutes of travel to do this, yep. you know, just for this one particular doctor that's, you know, maybe not, not the most important situation in that moment. Right. Yep. And also, also with that, um, you know, we've all been to doctors where you have to tell your whole life story over again as right. soon as you walk in the door. But these multidisciplinarian care centers, it's a team approach. So they're all talking to each other. The, you know, the, the neurologist, the cardiologist, the pulmonologist, the OT, PT, they're all talking to each other about this one patient, and so they're getting best care. They're seeing the whole story, and that's incredible. Not only is it saving them time, but, you know, from the different, you know, 6, 12 appointments a year, but they're able to, to have that, a whole team working for them, which is what they need. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, they have a rare disease, yeah. so of course. Um, and then our favorite thing, which Jenny had already touched on, is MDA summer camp. So yeah. unfortunately, summer camp hasn't been able to happen since 2019 just due to the pandemic. But um, summer camp is a week-long um, camp for kids ages 8 to 17 where they're able to come and they can do all these things. They get to be normal for you know, a week because in the normal, in a normal world, they might be the only person in their class who, or in their school who is, you know, in a wheelchair or something like that. And so they get to go and Jenny touched on firefighter day and firefighter day is one of the best days of summer camp because you have firefighters from all over the place who come and they have their, you know, trucks full of water. And it's just this whole experience again, that they don't always get to experience. You know, we will do anything that we can to make sure those power chairs don't get wet. So that way there's not a shortage or anything like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. um, but they, you know, even if we have to carry them or, you know, wrap up their chair and, you know, garbage bags, all of that, whatever we can do to make sure that they have the best week with those kids, they love summer camp. So really looking forward to hoping, you know, to bring that back over the next couple of years. Um, but yeah. And that was canceled out this year too. Yeah. Again, due to the pandemic because. Right. The live one. Like you guys, yep. are you guys still planning doing the virtual one? We had virtual summer camp for six weeks um, over the summer, the last two summers. Okay. Um, it was through, I believe it began like the beginning, beginning or end of June and ran through the month of July. Um, and so campers were able to really partake in all of that for the last two years, which is good. And the interesting thing about that, too, is that, you know, summer camp in person is taxing on a lot of our kids that are more medically frail. And right. can't. There, there's some who just flat out can't go to camp because of their situation. So virtual summer camp allowed everybody that wanted to to be a part of it. And they built online communities and they, you know, they, awesome. you know, I, I think of like 
I want to call them pen pals, but that's really showing my age. But, you know, they really <laughs> um, got to be able to be with each other and, and get to know people, yeah. kids like themselves. And so I think even moving forward as we're looking at having in-person camp again, I think we'll always have a virtual um, aspect to it to allow those kiddos who can't come. Yeah, why not? I right. mean, at that point, why? I mean, it doesn't, uh, why not? I mean, you guys are trying to be all-inclusive anyways. I mean, why not, why not make them more? Exactly. And, and again, just for, like, for you guys that are um, – you guys that again are firemen paramedics uh you guys have turnout gear you guys have the ability to send guys down there or girls obviously um you know definitely look at this because again the every person i've ever heard that's made their way down there has talked about how life-changing an event is for them and i mean for for some of these kids i mean uh, i mean there's there's guys you work with that you know that, that get irritated when kids stop over to grab a, a a ball cap or, or a ball cap, a, a plastic fireman hat, you know, but like it's really life changing for a lot of kids. And, and, you know, you might, might end up getting a little something out of it yourself just doing it. Right. I mean, what, what kind of stories have you guys heard out of the firemen that have come down there? So I, I also, I want to tell about Chris. So um, we had firefighter day and we got a local fire department to come um, bring their, their um, aerial truck. Okay. And, um, there was a young firefighter who was on duty and, and brought the truck, and um, he was so taken back by it that he signed up right then and there to be a camp counselor. He takes his own time, his own PTO time, and spends a week a year at camp being camp counselor. Um, and um, and now he's he's raising money for MDA, but Chris Oaks is, Chris, if you're listening, um, you know. He probably doesn't. Yeah, well, no, I'm going to make him. I'm going to make him because no, I called him no out. No one listens to him. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's, I mean, he, it, it so changed him yeah. that, you know, and he's got young kids, he's got a wife, and he still takes time away to do that. And it just touched him so much. Um, and so I, I think that if we could get every firefighter to summer camp, I think every firefighter would, would do whatever they could to raise money for those kiddos. So yeah. such a... A life-changing experience. I mean, I talked about, like, my first week at work being there and how it changed me, but, um, you know, the firefighters who get to go, they just love it. Yeah. What do uh, what do kids expect? Again, I know we talked about this before on, on uh, the AFFI thing, but um, what do kids expect when they – or what can a kid expect when they come down to, to the camp? They can expect a lot of different tailored days. Mm. So we always like to have a theme to camp. Um, and so each day is something different, whether that's, you know, VIP day where we invite some of our larger sponsors who aren't firefighters. We mm. have firefighter day. Um, but in addition to that, they can expect to go swimming. They can go fishing. They can go horseback riding, swinging. Um, the Illinois camp has a zip line. So kiddos get to go up there and it's, that's one of my favorite things for years. The zip line was down. And so they finally fixed it and yeah. the kiddos are able to be back up there and I think 2019 was the only year that I had seen this but there was this one boy and his dad is actually a firefighter in North Park um and so which is up by Rockford and um I just remember seeing him and he's like you know I am so nervous to go up there and it took him like two hours to finally get up the courage to climb up that you know climb up the little pole and get some help up there and get into the zip line and actually do it. And I just remember him saying when he got done, he was like, I felt like I was a superhero. I could fly. And it was just the most amazing moment. And to what Jenny said, 
there are so many firefighters who come down to firefighter day every single year and the number of them who then sign up to be a camp counselor for the entire week next year or the following year is incredible i mean we have so many firefighters who dedicate a week during the summer to you know be a camp counselor and it's not easy I mean, right. it's not just your typical summer camp. You have to make sure, you know, sometimes you have to do like bed turns, make sure the kid, you know, is able to turn over in the night and all of that. And, you know, the, it's really incredible and inspiring to see them take a week off of their own time. It's exhausting. I assume more exhausting than even your normal day-to-day job. Um, and they always want to come back and do it year after year. And it's really, really incredible. That's awesome. Kudos. I mean, for sure, kudos to those guys. They're, these guys are the the embodiment of like putting their money where their mouth is, which is awesome. Um, yeah. Let me tell you about my spoiled, healthy daughter. So she, I just moved to my town that I work and she goes to school there and she comes home one day and she's like, Oh, like dad, um, uh, 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 whatever. Uh, Chris's dad, he, he works, um, at the school. And I'm like, Oh, okay. She's like, uh, He's a cleaner. It's so cool. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. Um, you know, your dad, uh, he's a fireman in the town. Like, do, do like, you know how I'll beep the horn sometimes? She's like, yeah, no, dad. But, like, he cleans at the school. <laughs> and I'm like. Oh, and he has all the keys to yeah, He has all the keys. Like, we had a. We had like a um, whatever. A kid was sick there one day, and we um, we pulled up in the engine, and I'm like helping the paramedics. And like I'm looking, like I see her in the window. I like beep the horn as I go, and she just like ghosts me out. She like <laughs> could not give a shit about right. like just nothing. This kid, he's chopping on the zip line, and my daughter's like, yeah, and the fireman suck, um, <laughs> which is fair because you know. Uh, but, um, no kid so, thinks their parents are cool, right? No, but, <laughs> no. no. As and to be fair to her. I'm not, so <laughs> I get it. Uh, so what? Um, I'm trying to think. Where Where is the camp? So in Illinois, it's at Timber Point Outdoor Center, which is in Hudson, Illinois, okay. and it's about ten and or it's fifteen. There. It's stationary. It's always yep. There. It's there. We wow. used to have it somewhere up north. I wasn't at MDA for pre, that. Um, yes, it was okay. pre Kelsey. Um, but yeah, so Hudson is about ten minutes outside of Bloomington. So okay. shout out to the Bloomington guys because they roll deep. They show up with like thirty guys every year, and it's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Every like, not every day. Firefighter day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, every firefighter. Fire. I yep. gotcha. Every firefighter day. So. Okay. That's yeah. cool. It is. It's really huh. great. What um what kind of I mean we talked a little bit on the break like you guys have an event tomorrow which you know obviously by the time this comes out that's gonna be over um but any events coming up for the year that um we can promote for you guys or I mean we have a lot of boot drives that are taking place but yeah. I can't think of any actual events that are happening. That can kind of support, yeah. yeah, I mean obviously we have the Cub Sox game with the AFFI executive board tomorrow mm-hmm. um but that's really like the last major event people are slowly easing back into, I think, supporting MDA. And so while we had a lot of special events last year, a lot of people are just looking forward to getting on the street this year. So I I know we're we're probably going to be gearing up soon, too, Mm -hmm. again, um, by me. And, um, you know, again, as soon as now that things are finally like whatever, now that people are finally gearing up to go out again, things are kind of shutting down again. So hopefully... I, don't know, I know that's got to be a major. Did it? Did you guys get hammered last year just from? So, so in 2019, the Fill the Boot program raised 22 million dollars, 
in 2020, we raised $2 million for the Fill the Boot program. So, I mean, our goal this year is to raise $10 million for the Fill the Boot. Mm. Um, we're on track to do that. I mean, obviously, oh, obviously, though, the Delta variant has thrown a wrench into things, and every day we get, um, you know, we get notifications or we talk to some firefighters like, oh, we just can't do it right now. So we're asking them to push it back. Um, but in the same vein, even though, you know, some folks can't go out, we're having people coming out of the woodwork saying, oh, yeah, hey, we're going out next weekend, by the way. Mm-hmm. We forgot to tell you, but we're doing this. So so we're we're still on track. Um, I You know, I feel pretty good about raising that $10 million. It's still a far cry from $22 million, mm-hmm. but... But we'll we'll get back up there and yeah. and and you know I think what's so amazing is the firefighters stood with us through you know last year and this year and they're still looking back at getting on back on the, at the intersections and raising funds for us so um, they're creative we still have our online version though you know where where folks can donate online either to the general Philaboot program or they can donate to um, the indiv- you know to support the individual um, locals mm-hmm. in their Philaboot efforts so. Yeah, I mean, again, it's a it's a tough situation. I think for everyone, no one, obviously, no one anticipate a, a global pandemic going on. No. But I, I mean, obviously, this is not going to be, you know, it's. I'm sure it's a wrench, but fill the boot is just such a staple of the fire service. Like when you think of, uh, you know, at least for me, when I think of like the firefighter charity, it's the MDA. It's right. fill the boot, and that's what's you know it'll. Like like we said before, put your guys put your money where your mouth is because this is something that we've we've been a part of for a long time. We definitely don't want to see it go anywhere. Well, it's it's really cool too because we get the opportunity to go talk to um, cadet classes, rookie classes, um, to um, departments that just unionized and joined the um, the IFF. We get the opportunity to to talk about the partnership and how strong That's it is. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's sixty seven years. It's a tradition, and fire you know firefighters are in you know they're. Tradition is strong with them, um, and and so even the younger guys as they're coming in. But we are trying to get creative with how we reach out to them too, because I mean I think that's the big thing. Like how do you how, you know that that changing of the guard, you know the old guys and the new guys, and right. you know where the, the the guys used to sit around the kitchen table and talk. Now they're all got their nose on their phones, and you know, and, and so um, you know we're trying just like everybody else in the whole wide world trying to reach out to them. And MDA has a new initiative called MDA Let's Play, and it's gaming. It's online gaming. Huh. And um, and so we've just started those conversations with the IFF of how to, to, to bring those two together, firefighters and gaming, and and our M- our MDA families. I mean, it's a chance to bring everybody oh, together. Because, yeah. you know, everybody can game. Um, it's, it, and so we're working through that, and I think there's going to be some really cool stuff that's coming out. So we'll keep you posted about that. And God bless you guys for rolling with the punches. Yeah, you got um, it. <laughs> Well, my, because um, I'm, I'm the idiot of the crew, um, one of my biggest things when we talk to firemen is uh, um, is pranks with the guys. Um, you know, I, I'm a little bit more... Uh, I'm a little bit more aggressive when I'm asking the guys at the firehouse, but you guys ever uh, you guys ever mess around with each other or, like, prank each other on on your stuff or hear about firemen for pranks that you guys have heard of or, or anything you guys seen? Well, Kelsey had to actually flip a 
tire in Cincinnati. Oh, I did flip a tire. So when I first... This is not a euphemism, right? <laughs> no, I like okay, legitimately just, flipped a tire. I have, I have video proof of it. Come on. We went to Cincinnati. I, I went to Ohio for the first time for work mm. back in July. And Jenny was wonderful and introduced me to all, all these members. And we stopped by the Cincinnati Firehouse to meet Trent. And on the way out, I saw this giant tractor tire. And just me being me, I'm like, what's that doing here? <laughs> And he's like, oh, we use that to work out. I'm like, oh, that's cool. He's like, yeah, you want to try and flip it? I'm like, yeah, obviously, of course I do. So. And this guy's thinking, she's going to say no. I I don't know what he thought. I don't know. (laughs) According to Jenny, he was on his best behavior. He was wonderful. I know. Trent's an animal, huh? Trent. Trent, yes. Trent. Oh. Yeah, he was really nice to Kelsey. He wasn't nice to me. He's really nice to Kelsey. He was an angel, and he gave me a challenge coin. He gave me a shirt. He gave oh, me all this stuff, and then let me flip. I this never tire. got that. Poor Jenny doesn't get a fucking t-shirt. <laughs> no, I didn't get a t-shirt. I didn't get a challenge coin. Yeah, I have it all. But so he pulled the tire out and uh, he threw it on the ground. And so Jenny started recording. And when I first went down, I'm okay. I'm wearing jeans, skinny jeans, right? And so I'm like so bending over. This, yeah, this clearly, right. clearly dressed to like bend over and pick up a tractor tire. So I'm trying to pick it up, and I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna be able to move this thing. Come I mean, on. the tractor was, or the tractor, the tractor tire was huge. Uh-huh. So I try and do it. And I'm like, I, in my head, I'm like, I'm willing to injure myself to flip this tire. Like, I don't this is care. Getting done. It's mm-hmm. going to get flipped. <laughs> right. So at some point, it was probably like a fourth Trent, or fifth. Trent seems like a fellow that doesn't wear sleeves on his shirt. He did have is sleeves that? on a shirt that day. He was, oh. he was, on, he was on duty. Yeah. yeah so. Oh, okay, yeah. And I say it. that day like I've ever seen station, him before. Station 20. <laughs> oh. So. It was like the third or fourth time that I tried to like pick it up. I finally got gripping. I, wait on a minute. It. I think Trent said your your form is terrible. Oh, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. Because I was like, yeah, I'm like lifting from like my back, and I knew I was going to injure myself. But yeah, so when he said that, I was like, okay, I, I have to like lift properly. And so as soon as mm-hmm. I did that, I ended up actually picking it up Flip and this flipping. Thing? I flipped the tire. It's a weight on this tractor tire, huh? Heavy. Yeah. I have a, I have a hundred pounds, I think, right? I have a video of it. Steven I will show you. But speaking She's of pranks, like oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a, I was in the middle of a firefighter prank on accident. So Come on, this I want to hear. Yeah. You ready for this? <laughs> so this is a few years ago. So I was obviously younger. Right. And I'm in Country Club Hills. So I'm on the south side. And I went to stop by. And I don't know if I was giving them their supplies or what I was doing. But I was down there. And when I showed up, they were out on a call. But there was one guy left at the station. And I apologize because I don't remember who he is or what his name was. But we ended up talking for a while because he was like, oh, yeah, like they'll be back soon. Typical. They're like, oh, yeah, they'll be back. Just wait. And so... I'm, Jenny and I have spent a number of hours waiting. Oh, I'm sure. And it's great. Whatever. You get yeah. to know other people. Yeah. So yeah. I had asked to, like, use the restroom. Uh, One thing about me is I'm terrified of bugs, specifically spiders or, like, anything that can fly. Uh-huh. So I go to, like... Spiders can't fly. Well, Just spiders saying. or things that can fly. <laughs> so... I go to pull on the toilet paper and I see something that's like black on the toilet paper. And I was like, oh my God. And so I like looked up and I'm like, oh my God, there's a bug. What am I going to do? This is awful. And I looked again and it was this, I wish I had a picture of it. The most ridiculous little, it was like a four-year-old drew a spider on a piece of toilet paper. 
And I saw it and I was like, okay, it's just a drawing. It's fine. It's like made of pen. And so I went back out there and I told the guy, I was like, just so you know, if you're trying to play a prank on somebody, you pranked me because I just had a heart attack in the bathroom because I thought that there was a spider on the toilet paper. And he thought that was the funniest thing he's ever heard. And he's like, I'm so sorry. There's a whole like prank war going on right now. Um, but you just got caught in the middle of it. And so that I think is the only prank that I've ever it's, experienced. It's, that's pretty awesome. I, <laughs> to be fair, a fake drawn spider on toilet paper is probably the cleanest thing in a fireman's bathroom. Absolutely. In this area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you ladies go into these animals' bathrooms. <laughs> I like, we had, we just, um, a couple years ago, um, we we just hired a uh, a female paramedic and she she's the best. I, I I'm not going to talk about great Sarah's, but she's awesome. And um, we had to uh, it, we had to kind of modify our, our old school firehouse to to accommodate like having a girl in the firehouse. And again, this poor girl. I was less worried about anything else than like this poor girl dealing with the animals that we are just like guys like just. You know, like, I'm not even worried about, like, I'm not worried about, like, an off-the-cup comment as much as I am, like, the the animal that just farts at the table. <laughs> and, like, just, like, I don't know how you ladies deal with these guys. Like, you, because you guys, again, very nice girls. And then, like, you walk in and you just got, like, again, I got, I got an idiot that just doesn't wear sleeves on his shirts. Like, these, these, these are just, this is just common practice in my neighborhood. So, I, I don't know what you get. God bless you. Oh, so. it, it was, it's been very eye-opening oh, and, <laughs> and educational and yeah, um, yeah. shocking at some point. But, you know, it, it yeah, the stuff that we hear and see is interesting, what for we, sure. Jen, you got anything? Or? Not, 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 that I'm, not that I'm going to say. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not going to say. But, uh, uh, you know, but I, I will say this, though. Yeah. Um, when we go, because we'll go to state conventions or we'll go to, you know, district meetings or whatever, yeah. and or, or the IFF meetings, and they're predominantly male. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, the fire so, the fire service is predominantly male, and, and, and so we're, we're some of the few females. Um, and I have never, um, one, when we're walking down the sidewalk, there is always a firefighter between me and the street. I have never walked down the street with firefighters when someone hasn't oh. jumped up. And, and got between me and the street. They, chivalry is dead. they hold doors. Yeah. Um, they get drinks. They um, they, oh, they won't. Sure. They'll get drinks. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, get, at yeah. any given time, you have yeah. like eight drinks in front of you, and then you have to yeah. delegate those drinks Tell to somebody what, else. Ask, ask me how many firemen bought me a drink. Okay. Very different situation to side <laughs> the table. All right. Just so you guys oh, know. Oh, now, now, right. oh, <laughs> no. I, I don't believe I'll that. Firefighters go out and get rounds of drinks for everybody. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but, Again, that humble, you know, the, the guys, and they, they treat you like a sister or a mom or, a, you know, a daughter, depending on the age. Sure. <laughs> but, they, but they care about you, and, they'll, yeah. and, they'll, and they, they care about appearances, too. So it's not like you're going to have one firefighter who's going to walk you back. You're going to have two or three firefighters oh, yeah. that walk you back. So, yeah. I, I mean, they, they have welcomed. There's, there's, a show of, there's a show of force involved. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> and, and, and they make sure we're okay. Yeah. Um, and they, they take care of us. And, you know, we were brought into the family. I mean, I, I feel so welcomed around firefighters and, um, and in general. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. In general, no. But, but seriously, they, they, they really do think of their MDA 
family is yeah. is part of you know we're, we're we're together in this and it's such an awesome thing it really is it's a it's a pretty big uh pretty big gang we got which is awesome um well i'm trying to think what uh how can it just guys sum things up how how can people get a hold of you guys or who should people get a hold if let's say there's a fire department in in this neighborhood whatever neighborhood wherever they are um if somebody needs to get a hold of the mda how does someone get a, how does a fire department get involved I would encourage firefighters to go to firefighters.mda.org. Okay. Um, that is our website that is dedicated to firefighters. There are tabs on there for virtual fill the boot. Um, there's things on there for special events as well as traditional. Mm -hmm. And then there's also a map of the whole country that shows who your regional director of firefighter partnerships is. Um, so all you have to do is pull up that map. Like Jenny had mentioned earlier, we are now... Um, we each cover different IAFF districts. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if there's somebody in the 8th district, they would reach out to me. If there's somebody in the 4th district, they'd reach out to Jenny. But we have staff all across the country who are excited and eager to work with everybody. Oh, as excited <laughs> and eager as you two. I'm, the amount, how much, uh, the amount of, like, just excitement that you guys have, I wish I could, I wish I could harness it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, you know, we love what we do. I mean, you can work hard at anything, you know, you're, you have to make a living and you can do whatever you need to, whatever you want to, but we get to do something that we absolutely love day in, day out. And it, it well, it's, it's the truth. And, and we've got a whole team. There's 10 of us um, working with firefighters across the country. And There's only 10 of you guys? We had to because of dollars can't hire one more fire. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we raised twenty two in twenty nineteen. So if we can get back oh, to that, we can yeah. raise some more folks. Yeah. But we, I mean, COVID hit MDA really hard. So okay. we had to furlough seventy percent of our staff. Oh. So whereas we had probably two hundred staff members across the country who touched the fill the boot in some way in twenty nineteen, yeah. it's it's legit the ten of us doing it. So, um, but we love what we do, and firefighters are very understanding and. And they roll with the punches and problem solvers, and we're problem solvers, and we make it work. And, again, it helps that we love what we do. So. Yeah. I like you guys. Um, so, yeah, I'm trying to think of, is there anything, do you guys have any final words, anything you guys can put out to anybody else? I mean, it was very nice what you said already, Jenny, so you don't have to, you know, don't do it again, you know, but if there's... Um, <laughs> Does have anything you want want to leave everybody with? I mean, again, you you guys talked about. Uh, oh, you know what? Wasn't there was there a story you guys had from one of the kids or no? I'm putting you on the spot here, right? I don't know. Yeah, I'm putting you on the spot. Well, I did I did tell my favorite story the last time we spoke. Um, oh, do you mind telling that again? Yeah, because yeah, that was on we did that on the other one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I do love the story. Yeah. It's similar to something that Kelsey said earlier, but yeah. but um, so when I was at summer camp, we had a little kiddo who wanted to do zipline. And again, when we talk about summer camp, it's it's about telling the kiddos what we can do, what they can do, and not what they can't do. So for for years, you know, every day they're told you know their limitations, and so we really try to figure out how to tell them yes and how to get them to be able to do what they want to do. So. You know, the water fights are one thing. Swimming's another thing that they don't get to do. So, um, But ziplining is something that you wouldn't think someone in a wheelchair could do. Mm -hmm. um, and so many of our kiddos are, are in wheelchairs. And so one of these kiddos, you know, spent all week working up the courage to go 
got on the zip line. You know, they put him in a sling, goes down to the end of the zip line. His counselor's there at the bottom to catch him and, you know, get him back into his wheelchair. And I happened to be down there at the end, and he had the biggest smile on his face. And, and he looked up, and he said, you know, he goes, I can't walk, but today I flew. And, um, and he was just so thrilled with that. And, and I, when I lay my head down at night and I think about what I do for a living, I get to help kids fly. Mm. Um, it's That's, pretty powerful. That was, that was the point where Steve started crying the mm-hmm. last time we talked. Yeah. He, was, he was very shaken by it. And if he was still here, he would be crying. Oh, and that was our challenge. So I think that we accomplished that. Oh. So. He's crying. Yeah. He's crying. Somewhere else. He's crying. Oh, he's crying. <laughs> he's crying. I'll make him cry. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, we have so many stories like that time and time again about, you know, families and, you know, kiddos and adults who, who get to do things because of, you know, the 67-year partnership, our number one partner of firefighters, and they yeah. wouldn't get to do that if it wasn't for you guys. So, um, Well, on, on behalf of, uh, of a firefighter, um, I mean, thank you guys for everything that you guys do. Uh, again, we're we're there anyways. Like, so we really put in the put in the grunt work to like helping these kids. Whereas we get to you know put on a jacket with American flag on and, and play hero. You guys are actually doing it. See, so. there's that humble. Oh, there's yeah. that humble. It's, I've, I've had a couple drinks. Humble so. in Illinois. I'm proud of you. Who would have? Last time you'll hear it. Um, well, again, girls, thank you guys so much for coming out. Oh um, my gosh, thank you for having yeah, us. Yeah, thank you. Well, so we're not much. done yet. It's just the recording side. Okay. Right. Um, yeah, but again, you, you guys are awesome. So I'm, uh, again, you guys, you guys will meet Kelsey in in the Illinois area. If you guys are out in Kentucky, you, you guys are lucky enough to have Johnny. So. Um, you know, definitely keep an eye out for these girls and, um, and tell them we said hi if, if we're not around. Um, but yeah, that's it for Chicago's Bravest Stories. Um, we'll put everyone's contact info up on Facebook. Um, again, Steve's going to yell at me, but um, make sure to visit our website. Make sure to take a look at merchandise and, and uh, whatever, Facebook, Instagram, all the other nonsense. And, um, and again, make sure to check out firefighter.mda.org. Firefighters with an S, firefighters.mda.org. Um, so definitely put the S at the end of it. Um, firefighters.mda.org. Um, again, thanks again for joining us on Chicago's Bravest Stories. In one, engine four, truck two, truck ten, ambulance 82, battalion two, fire 1020 North Main, help is on the way. The opinions and views are that of Chicago's Bravest Stories and their guests. They do not necessarily reflect the views of any municipal governments, fire protection districts, fire departments, EMS, or law enforcement organizations.